Welcome to another episode of Good Morning Camera, the last episode of the year, and this one is going to be extra special, extra special. It's the Good Morning Camera Holiday Awards Turbo Edition Version 3 Upgrade Firmware 0.29 Extravaganza. <laughs> Just all the adjectives. It's it's bananas, man. We're going to go through, we're going to talk about our favorite cameras of the years, our favorite video cameras of the year, our favorite software, all that kind of stuff. Uh, before we get started, though, Anthony, how are you feeling about this episode? How are you feeling about the year? Good man. Uh, I, this is like this is like a culmination. It's just a one big episode of creator draft picks, and that's that's our favorite part of the show that we do every yeah. at the end of every episode. Yeah. So why not just give the people what they want? They want to know what's what's the hottest a camera accessory, best video accessory. They they want yeah, to know it let's all. Let's give it to them. So we're gonna give. Let's it to give them. it to them. Let's give it to them. Like again, like with our creator draft picks in every episode, they're not paid for. They're not sponsored. We pick <laughs> stuff we like, and in this episode, we're gonna pick all a, a bunch of things that we like. So let's get it started with the best mm-hmm. photo accessory of the year. Mm-hmm. Anthony, I'll start with you. Okay. Well, actually, I need you to start because you actually stole my pick for this year. What? <laughs> so Why? Okay, I you're gonna type away and find something else. All right, I'll let you, I'll give you some time. No, I I got something, but like you have to start this one because I think yours is the top pick. Uh, so oh, okay. you go for okay. it. How about okay. 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 <laughs> my pick of the year is the Moment Cinebloom filter. Uh, the team at Henry's has been working hard with Moment to get them in our stores, and they carry them in our stores now. And Look, the Moment Cinebloom filter is just an easy way to bring more pleasing results in camera in the moment, right? You put this thing on, it adds Mm -hmm. a layer of diffusion, 5, 10, or 20%, and it just takes the bite out of these digital sensors. It takes the sharpness out of them, where, you know, you take a picture of someone, you don't want to see every pore and every follicle. No, we don't want to see that. And as many... You know, videos that are out there claiming that this is the sharpest camera, this is the sharpest lens, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, you don't need all of that. You just need enough sharpness to convey, you know, the meaning, the feeling, whatever it may be. So if you find that your images are a bit too sharp, especially when you're shooting portraits and people and that sort of thing, get the Moment Cinebloom filter. Find one that kind of, you know, leans into your style of things and just... Enjoy that diffusion, that halation you're going to get. I think it's a beautiful thing. The My best photo accessory of the year. What about you? Yeah, just to add on to that too, I actually picked up this Moment Cine Bloom filter before it even came to Henry's. So what a disappointment <laughs> that was. Uh, I wish like I had just held off a little bit until that actually arrived in store. So that's why I was saying you have to go first, Gadget, because that would definitely be my top pick when I go out and shoot photos. Uh, it's the Fuji X-Pro2 Moment Cine Bloom filter, the 23 millimeter lens. And then my pick, I guess this has to be the second best <laughs> photo accessory of the year. It's the Peak Design Leash in Midnight Blue because, you know, that's the next essential accessory that you got to go with. Uh, And if I were to go back to your pick for just a quick sec, people are going to not know which direction they should go in terms of like the percentages. There's the 5, the 10, and the 20. uh, And I would lean more towards the 10%. I'm so glad I didn't go with the 20%. The 20% looked a little bit too much online. I originally had that one in the cart. And then I was like, you know what? I better tone it down just a little bit and go with that 10%. So uh, two two crucial photo accessories uh, that we mentioned here. And I think those are good picks. Fantastic. Let's move on to the next one. Give us your best video accessory of the year 
This one was tough for me because, you know, this is my jam and uh, this is where I live. Uh, so I really couldn't, I couldn't give you, a, if I had to give you one, it would probably be the Roland VR1 HD. This is a video switcher that allows you to just make content really quickly. I throw, to, I throw together multiple videos a week um, for Henry's. I'm sometimes shooting up to five in one single week. So it just wouldn't be possible without the Roland VR1 HD because I can hit record on my laptop using the VR capture app. Uh, and then I can show you something on my iPad. I can play like a video off of my iPad, but then also switch over to my computer and then show you something on my computer. I got the picture in picture effect. So you can see me talking while I'm showing you something on another device. This thing is absolutely key to what I do. And if you need to create content very quickly, and like I said, making up to like five videos a week. Uh, this is the, the, the switcher for you. And I specifically bought this one because of that XLR plug that just goes right into it. I no longer even really use SD cards unless I'm recording like things like audio from like a Zoom recorder or things like, things like that when I'm out on location. So the fact that the files just dump right onto your computer, this makes it super quick for shooting video on the go. Uh, my honorable mention was the Ninja V Plus, by the way, because like- We don't wanna hear I your honorable mentions. No, 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 <laughs> People aren't here, they're not here for second place. People wanna know the best. Don't give out these free the plugs. Best. No, 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 no. The no. best is Roland VR1 HD. Done. But like I said, Ninja V+. No, 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 no. Ninja, Ninja, <laughs> just, just get back in line. Uh, my best video accessory, let's keep it short, let's keep it sweet. It's a Rode Wireless Go-To. Uh, the secret to great video is great audio, folks. And if you want something that's easy to use, comes with a couple of transmitters, one receiver, you throw this on your talent, on your subject, on yourself, hook it up to your camera, you're good to go. It's just an easy way to get great audio in the field and just, you know, capture something that people are going to want to watch. It's a Rode wireless go to that's our video accessories let's talk about the best software or the best application of the year uh you didn't want to get fancy with this one i'll start this one off mine is capture one pro 23 <laughs> i had early access to this application it came out a few weeks ago it is in my opinion the best way to edit your raw files but you know it's preferential you know it really depends on what kind of style you use the reason i like it is that you can use a feature called sessions to edit your images in in contained folders and contained silos and you can move that folder around to any computer and just pick up where you left off it's just an easy way to edit and organize that is my best software or app of the year capture one pro 23 what about you so i'm going with something that you know couldn't it just it, this app makes the good morning camera possible and that is microsoft teams whoa i've been using this all <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been using this all year for quite some time now and uh it's just been it's just been really fantastic for for great video calls never you know skip a beat with microsoft teams and that's microsoft teams wow <laughs> you wait hey when you turn on this podcast you didn't expect to hear that this morning you no, 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 no. When you, when you hit play is... on good morning camera episode 37 <laughs> you did not expect that one thing that you won't expect uh, is our next kind of award. And this is the why did I buy this of the year? <laughs> and this is like a, something that, you know, is just the, one of the camera, uh, those purchases that you just should have like pivoted on right away. And I, I was I was saying to Gadget, we should call this the pivot purchase or something like that. But let's go with why did I buy this of the year? Gadget, what's your pick? Mine is the Siriu 24 millimeter F2.8 
1.33x <laughs> anamorphic lens. Mm. I, you know, like anamorphic is cool, you know, and the idea of throwing this thing on a, a Fujifilm X, XH camera, you know, XH2 camera of some kind and like going out there shooting anamorphic content, you know, de-squeezing that, having something that looks super cinematic. The idea is really appealing, <laughs> at least for my application, though. You know, if we're going to shoot anamorphic, it's part of a more planned and thought out and budgeted production. And in that case, well, we're using higher end cameras. We can rent something much nicer. The idea of owning an anamorphic mm. lens, uh, while interesting, it just it's quite limiting, depending on what kind of content you <laughs> produce. You know, if you really want to commit to all your content, your YouTube, your short films, all of that being anamorphic. OK, cool. Maybe it's worth it. But for me. The why did I buy this of the year is the Siriu 24mm f2.8 anamorphic lens. What about you? That's going to stir the pot a little bit, Gadget. Anamorphic is absolutely huge on YouTube right now. So, okay, okay, we're, we're going to get the hate. We, I could feel it Bring right it. now. But uh, <laughs> my pick is the Shape V-mount battery. This was such a depressing purchase for me because I bought the uh, 98 volt watt uh, volt battery and the 128 volt battery. The battery indicator no longer works on both of the batteries, and then the one just stopped charging completely. And I, I this was like a uh, this was a creator draft pick that I had like. Wow. Uh, only a, it was just like a couple months, maybe, not even. U turn. Uh, it was a U turn. Wow. Yeah. It was just like absolutely. Have you tried contacting so them yet? Annoying. Have you tried contacting them yet? I'm, I'm, it's on my list of things to do. So get that done. Uh, we need an we'll, update we'll, in 2023. We'll we need an update in 2023. <laughs> the people need to exactly. know. Uh, let's move on to the best inspiration of the year. Uh, something mm. that just kind of made you want to go out and create. Uh, for me, it was. You know, let's not. I'm not gonna joke around. Okay, look, it's an expensive course. It's it's a pricey course, but if it is something you take seriously, if street photography, especially something that appeals to you, the Joel Meyerowitz Masters of Photography course. If you go to Masters of Photography and you search Joel Meyerowitz, he has a course. It's like 30 or 40 modules, and it's just him walking through his street photography process. And especially if you're a fan of his street photography work, I I think it was mm-hmm. incredibly worth it. Um, I learned quite a bit. I probably didn't learn as much as I thought I was going to learn, but the things I did learn, I was able to apply and found very useful. And there was a lot of these aha moments. And most of all, you just get insight into this photographer, this prolific photographer, and how he go, goes about his process. So for me, the best inspiration for me this year has to be the Masters of Photography, Joel Meyerowitz course. What about you? Yeah, that is a 10 out of 10 pick for sure. I absolutely love listening to Joel uh, just talk about street photography and mine kind of piggybacks off of your idea. Mine is the Vivian Meyer street photographer book. Uh, Same idea as you. This is like Instagram before Instagram back when like Instagram was like a square format, right? Vivian Meyer, anytime you're uninspired or anything like that, I'm always reverting back to this book. A couple pages a day keeps the doctor away. That's, That's what I'm saying, so... (laughs) <laughs> nice, nice, solid pick, solid pick. Let's move on to our best videography camera. And for these last two awards, we had to be released in 2022. We have to make this fair, right? So your best videography camera released in 2022, what's that for you? 
Well, again, I think you stole my idea, but if I had to choose something here, it's going to be the, I was completely shocked by the FX30, uh, mm. which came in at a really competitive price point. And uh, the body only is $23.99. If you get the XLR adapter, you're paying $2,899. Uh, that's Canadian straight off of our website here. So um, I think people blow their budget on one camera when really it's way more important to have a backup than it is to have like the best camera out there right so for this price point you could get two fx30s for the price of one fx3 and you're getting very similar image quality when you're when i was comparing the footage i was like i it's very hard to tell the difference unless they're like directly side by side you notice there's the crop on the fx30 opposed to the full frame fx3 but the the image quality is, is very similar in terms and like when I was reading the specs, I was like, okay, there's going to be a difference. <laughs> when you're looking at the footage, oh my gosh, so similar. So, But I think the award goes to your pick, Gadgen. What is it? It is the Fujifilm X-H2S. You know, Fujifilm leaned in and, you know, look, they still have a, a few updates that, that I made public, that I made known that they should bring. But, you know, they're starting off pretty close to, I would say, a almost perfect video solution in the mirrorless space, right? You have something that's small, mm -hmm. easy to use, easy to hold, and you get powerful features like, you know, open gate recording three by two, 6.2K footage if you need it. You have 4K 120 in there. You have ProRes recording internally, 422 10-bit recording, CF Express and an SD card slot for those higher bit rate, or if you wanna record, you know, even proxy files in there. There is just so much packed into this camera. And, you know, for them to go out, uh, you know, brand new processor, brand new stack sensor with really fast readout speeds, improved autofocus system that, you know, really puts them, you know, in that conversations with the Sonys and Canons of the world. It was a phenomenal yep. camera. I tested it for months. I used it all over the world. I got one of my own. And it's just something that, you know, just really makes an impression, you know, really makes an impression. So if you are like, you know, a budding filmmaker or a storyteller or even YouTuber, that's, you know, more on the enthusiast and pro side of things, you got to take a hard look at the Fujifilm X-H2S. Um, yeah, let's let's go to our best photography camera. I mean, what else can I say, Anthony? It's a great video camera. <laughs> let's talk about it is our best it's fantastic. photography camera of the year. Let me get mine out of the way. My, let's just get it out you of the should. way. You uh, my ruffle of some feathers. <laughs> it's the Leica M11. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's expensive. Okay. It's it's definitely definitely not a camera <laughs> for everyone. Uh, before where I am in my photography journey, uh, all the years, all the journeys, all the trips, all that kind of stuff, uh, this felt like a camera. This format, this range digital range finder format, felt like something that was going to make my work better. And seldom do I say that, you know what I mean? Like the gear often is not the reason that you're getting better. Um, but when you sort of start to scratch the ceiling on your older kit, maybe there's a reason to upgrade. I bit the bullet and it was a big bullet, I guess. <laughs> Got the M11 <laughs> and this thing is just remarkable. The files you get out of this, the dynamic switching where you can go between 60, 36 and 18 megapixels and improve the noise response and the dynamic range, the ability to just use this thing with a whole swath of lenses. You know, lenses that are dating back well over 50 years ago, but especially their modern lenses that are going to give you these jaw-dropping results and that's what it was for me like I just noticed that as I was shooting with this thing I start to get these jaw-dropping results straight out of camera that just 
brought me closer to the final image. I found that after I got this camera, I was sharing more images. I was just turning over way more images than I ever was before. Um, so yeah, that's my photography camera of the year. Let's quickly pivot <laughs> to you, sir. <laughs> yeah, that is a killer pick. Uh, I went with the something that you know got released in 2022 that can just do it all, and that is the Sony A7R5. We talked about this camera on the podcast here. Uh, this is just a wild content creator camera that can do just about anything. Uh, we got 60 megapixels. We're pushing that medium format kind of range in a smaller mirrorless camera. But the big thing with this camera was the eight times faster processor than the previous version. We got the Sony autofocus mixed with the great low light kind of uh, thing that Sony has going on there. Uh, animal, bird, insect, car, train, and airplane detection, eight stops of IBIS. But then the big thing, this is like the big thing that I thought was kind of funny, is it's got the S1H flip and tilt screen. Uh, and that was like, stirred some feathers on uh, the internet, kind of blew up the internet a little bit because the S1H, everybody loves that screen. When is that coming to some of the more mainstream kind of cameras like Sony's, Canon and uh, Nikon? And here it is in the uh, A7R5. So great pick. Solid pick, solid pick. Uh, a ton of expensive picks on this list. Uh, so we apologize <laughs> yeah. in advance for that, but hey, this is our award show. Get your own award show. If you no, 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 no. Listen, I appreciate you listening. As always, <laughs> it's been it's been a great year, a year of growth. Uh, the podcast. Look, it's not blowing up, but we've had consistent growth and we've gotten consistent feedback. It's not super viral yet, and we don't need it to be. We just want to build this community of people that just enjoy the imaging space, and you know, on top of creating great work, you also enjoy uh, talking about the gear, having fun with that. Yeah, Gadgen, I wanted to get in two questions before we go. One, any camera predictions for 2023? I know people love to hear like what people think is coming down the future. Listen, we don't have any insider information or anything like that. But what do you think is coming in 2023? I, that's a loaded question, man. That's a loaded question. I think it's going <laughs> to be an interesting year. Uh, I think that, to be honest... I, I'm hoping that the supply chains improve. Well, this is a boring thing. I hope that yeah. manufacturers can ship products. Um, I hope that we start to see a little bit more competition in the space. It's being really competitive right now. Um, you know, but you see some players like Nikon not really competing, mm -hmm. can't really bring cameras to market. Uh, Canon had a couple of APS-C interesting releases. I think next year it's going to be about full frame for them. I think that we're going to see some interesting stuff. They did, you know, release a Mark II version of the R6. So let's see what their next year is looking like. Sony had a massive, massive year. It might be too early for, you know, the A7 V. It might be, but yeah. you never know. You never know. You know, the <laughs> Fujifilm X-H2S was interesting this year because it felt like a huge leap from their previous iteration. The X-T5 even, a huge leap. So if, I can't say it's a prediction. I just hope that we can see those relative leaps. You know what I mean? I hope that the Sonys, the Canons, mm -hmm. and the Nikons of the world show us, all right, we can make something that's significantly better than our previous iteration of any specific camera or product. What about you? 
So I'm going to get super specific, uh, great, like little, like range of kind of things going throughout the brands here, but I'm going to get hyper-focused on one single camera that I think is coming in 2023. And it's probably going to be a X100R. Uh, again, no insider information here, but I think Fujifilm is coming out with a high resolution X100V, but calling it something like the X100R at some point in 2023, potentially 2024. I could be early on this one, but now we've seen the high resolution kind of cameras in their X, XH line. I think that's going to come down to the X100V kind of line. They're probably going to call it R for resolution. So that's my uh, camera prediction. But Gadget, before we wrap up, last question here. What was the most thing that shocked you uh, throughout this year? Was there like a news release that was just like completely unexpected for you you know we're talking about camera news all the time what was the most shocking thing that you heard in uh, 2022 the most shocking thing that's a tough question man i wish i had a little bit more time to prepare for this guy i, I would have given you something great something insightful uh, for me i think it just it had to be fujifilm i mean they really won the year them coming out with three major camera releases um and a suite of new lenses like you know mm -hmm. i think the shocking thing for me was that they were able to announce it all and release it all you know and and, and bring yeah. it to market you know it's it's it's, it's very yeah. competitive and they've faced their challenges and their issues i think the most surprising thing for me this year was that fujifilm came out had three major product releases in the xh2s xh2 and the xt5 and like a suite of lenses along with that I, I think that's i think that's the biggest surprise for me truly what about you and and to actually bring those cameras to market and actually deliver those products <laughs> that is a huge supply uh, huge surprise for sure my thing was the amount of firmware updates that came to a bunch of these different cameras like i think about the z9 we had a presentation with nikon talking about there was like six or I can't remember if it was six or nine updates uh, to the to the Z9 even Canon kind of hopped on board with this they couldn't deliver the new products to the market like Fujifilm somehow did but uh, they started upgrading their cameras in firmware right so even the C70 this was probably the most shocking thing that I saw in 2022 was the c70 update i was completely blown away by that uh the eye detection integration the whole problem with the c70 was the autofocus people complained so much about that online and then what does canon do <laughs> they dropped a bomb on us and just upgraded the autofocus in the c70 through firmware and gave it that eye detection that was crazy i couldn't believe it and i was like man we need to see more of that coming in 2023 for sure Fantastic. Fantastic. There you have it. Look at that. You even got some bonus. I was ready to wrap up the episode. You had some killer questions there. <laughs> Wrapped it up. Thank you so much for listening. As always, please listen to the show, rate the show, review the show. Uh, give us five stars. Just I'm shamelessly asking. Give, another, give us five stars. Tell your friends to listen to the show. Support <laughs> us going into the new year. We've been steadily growing this community and we're excited. We're very excited for what we're going to bring for you for the next year. As always, my name is Gadget. His name's Anthony. And we'll see you next time. Thank you